Chapter 45 of the Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. Edited by William Patton. Chapter 45 How the Stone Age Children Played by Charles C. Abbott Not long since I wandered along a pretty brook that rippled through a narrow valley, I was on the lookout for whatever birds might be wandering that way, but saw nothing of special interest. So, to while away the time, I commenced geologizing, and as I plodded along my lonely way, I saw everywhere traces of an older time, when the sparkling rivulet that now only harbors pretty salamanders was a deep creek, tenanted by many of our larger fishes. How fast the earth from the valley's slopes may have been loosened by frost and washed by freshets, and carried down to fill up the old bed of the stream, we will not stop to inquire for older traces of this older time were also met with here. As I turned over the loose earth by the brookside and gathered here and there a pretty pebble, I chanced upon a little arrow point. Whoever has made a collection, be it of postage stamps or bird's eggs, knows full well how securing one coveted specimen but increases eagerness for others. And so it was with me that pleasant afternoon. Just one pretty arrow point cured me of my laziness, banished every trace of fatigue, and filled me with the interest of eager search. And I dug and sifted and washed the sandy soil for yards along the brookside until I had gathered at least a score of curious relics of the long departed red men or rather of the games and sports and pastimes of the red men's hardy and active children. For centuries before Columbus discovered San Salvador, the red men, or Indians as they are usually called, roamed over all the great continent of North America, and having no knowledge of iron as a metal, they were forced to make of stone or bone all their weapons hunting, and household implements. From this fact they are called, when referring to those early times, a Stone Age people, and so, of course, the boys and girls of that period were Stone Age children. But it is not to be supposed that because the children of savages they were altogether unlike the youngsters of today. In one respect, at least, they were quite the same they were very fond of play their play however was not like the games of today we might perhaps call the principal game of the boys playing man for the little stone implements that were their toys were only miniatures of the great stone axes and long spear points of their fathers in one particular these old-time children were really in advance of the youngsters of today they not only did in play what their parents did in earnest, but they realized in part 
the results of their playful labor a good old moravian missionary who labored hard to convert these indians to christianity says little boys are frequently seen wading in shallow brooks shooting small fishes with their bows and arrows going a-fishing then as now was good fun but to shoot fishes with a bow and arrow is not an easy thing to do and this is one way these stone age children played and played to better advantage than most of my young readers can among the stone age children's toys that i gathered that afternoon was a very pretty stone hatchet very carefully shaped and still quite sharp it has been worked out from a porphyry pebble and in every way except size is the same as hundreds that are still to be found lying about the fields no red man would ever deem to use such an insignificant looking axe and so we must suppose it to have been a toy hatchet for some little fellow that chopped away at saplings or perhaps knocked over some poor squirrel or rabbit for our good old moravian friend the missionary also tells us that the boys learned to climb trees when very young both to catch birds and to exercise their sight which by this method is rendered so quick that in hunting they see objects at an amazing distance their play then became an excellent schooling for them and if they did nothing but play it was not a loss of time several little arrow points i also found in the valley the axe was not far away and both it and they may have belonged to the same bold and active young hunter all of these arrow points are very neatly made the same missionary tells us that these young red men of the forest exercise themselves very early with bows and arrows and in shooting at a mark as they grow up they acquire a remarkable dexterity in shooting birds squirrels and small game every boy remembers his first penknife and whether it had one or three blades was proud enough of it but how different the fortune of the stone age children in this matter of a pocket knife which was doubtless a piece of flint chipped into a shape that might be used as a knife i have found scores of such knives in the fields that extend along the little valley and a few came to light in my search that afternoon in the brookside sands and gravel so if this chipped flint is a knife then as in modern times the children were whittlers of course our boys nowadays would be puzzled to cut a willow whistle or mend the baby's go-cart with such a knife as this but still it will not do to despise stone cutlery there is a big canoe in one of the government buildings that is sixty feet long that boat was made in quite recent times and only stone knives and hatchets were used in the process i found too in that afternoon walk some curiously shaped splinters of jasper which at first did not seem very well adapted to any purpose and yet although mere fragments they had every appearance of having been purposely shaped and not of accidental resemblances to a hook or sickle blade when i got home i read that perfect specimens mine being certain pieces of the same form 
had been found off in Norway, and Professor Nilsson, who has carefully studied the whole subject, says they are fish hooks made of flint, the largest being bone. Hooks of exactly the same pattern as these really have been found within half a mile of the little valley I worked in that afternoon. The fish hooks found in Norway have been thought to be best adapted for and really used in capturing codfish in salt water and perch and pike in inland lakes. The broken hooks I found were fully as large, and so the little brook that now ripples down the valley when a large stream must have had a good many big fishes in it, or the Stone Age fishermen would not have brought their fishing hooks and have lost them along this remnant of a larger stream. But it must not be supposed that only children in this bygone era did the fishing for their tribe. Just as the men captured the larger game, so they took the bigger fishes. But it is scarcely probable that the boys who waded the little brooks with bows and arrows would remain content with that. And, long before they were men, doubtless they were adepts in catching the more valuable fishes that abounded in Indian times, in all our rivers. So fishing, I think, was another way in which the Stone Age children played. End of chapter 45